If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals, chief goals. I talked about faith, passion, and obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle broadcasting here in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, alongside TJ Rosine. Today, TJ, we're going to be talking about powerful word switches. Sometimes simply switching out one word with something else can have a dramatic effect. I think one thing as coaches, we need to always be reminded of that every word we say matters. And we need to be conscious of that. And, you know, if you don't believe that, just think about your life, right? You know, maybe something, someone at some point said something to you. Uh, maybe you're, you're a young athlete and a coach communicated something to you. And that phrase or those series of words that that coach communicated with, to you stuck with you for years, right? You were never able to shake it. Words had that much power that sometimes things that we say as coaches, these players, they will hold on to it. And that's why I think it's so important that coaches are intentional with their language and intentional with the words they speak because you never know when the word you say is going to be that word that a player is never able to get past. And you've got to recognize, you know, there's a responsibility in our communication as a leader that we've got to take serious. And I think one thing that we should do and try to do is, you know, at times when appropriate, utilize word switches, right? Switching out certain words to help kind of further enhance our point or to get us into a better habit or try to improve our mindset. And I've got a series of them, but what do you think, just TJ, from your perspective, the power of the word from yeah. a coach? Well, I think that absolutely it's, it's, it's powerful. And as my career goes on, the more I realize how powerful words can be uh, to people, and and I honestly realize how powerful they can be uh, to me as well. Um, when a player says something positive, negative, or people, or fans, or family, or whatever, that words affect people. That's no doubt about that. Um, you know, it's really interesting that you brought this one up. Like when you were talking, I was listening to you. Uh, Appreciate that. The the why was really important to me because if you were to say to me. Well, we need to be careful with our words. We need to be. There's a part of me that my, you know, my my, my hair goes on the back of my neck. Like, okay, everyone's got to be politically correct. Everybody's got to say the right thing, you know, because parents are going to get upset about this. You do like that. That part of it, I I'm a little bit like annoyed with, right? Like, it just seems like so often you have to be overly cautious and overly careful about doing it. And so then I kind of get a little bit defensive when you're like, you got to watch your words and how you say it because just to please everybody. But then. The flip side of it that, you know, the place after I calmed down that I went to was, you know, at, at the end of the day, um, the most important thing is for you to grow as a coach. And, and if, if your vocabulary can grow, the word usage, the word switches, whatever can get better, then you're going to be a better coach because of it. You're going to be a better leader. You're going to be more impactful. So that's why your words do matter um, is because you have a um, – First of all, your, your words are heavy because you are the leader. You are the coach, right? Your words are important to a lot of people, whether you like it or not. And then when you realize and accept the power of those words, then you want to probably be more responsible with them. Yeah, absolutely. So 
Let, let me share a couple, TJ. And if you've got some, you know, by all means, you know, uh, share it as we go through. But little word switches that if you you find yourself at times saying this, you know, maybe there's a better alternative. I think that better alternative is a interesting kind of concept, TJ, because aren't aren't we looking for better alternatives in almost everything in life, right? Yeah. Like. You know, I don't want to eat this. I want to eat that, right? Because that's a better alternative. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this drill. I want to do that drill because that's a better alternative, right? There's always a better alternative. And if you have a growth mindset, you're looking for those. So yeah, it I shouldn't think, be any different with our words. I think all the ones that you're going to share are probably um, ones that a lot of people don't pay attention to. There's like, oh, that's not that big of a deal, but it is a big deal, right? I mean, I'll be honest with you. The first word change for me as a coach is, you know, growing into coaches probably just changing the letter um, I to the letter O in the four-letter word, you know, just going from that place of that's the language I use to finding a better way to to stop cursing, you know, and that was a big transformation to me. And then uh, as you're going to get into these, it's these are like even another level to those. It's just not even bringing your language down. It's actually like, just wow. Just enhancing. Enhancing, yeah, yeah. It's all about enhancing. You know, I think one of the, like some of the more common ones and more popular ones is, you know, taking a mindset and switching from, you know, I have to to I get to. You hear that all the time, right? That's a powerful word shift, you know, that, oh, I've got to do this. Well, no, you know what? You get to do that. And you may not think much of it, but... I promise you, if you start switching that out on a regular basis and trying to be very intentional, even if you don't feel like it, simply phrasing it in a way that, hey, I get to do this, will slowly start changing your mindset. And I think it's also important that, you know, you correct players sometimes. You try to get them to get into the habit. So if you hear players at times saying, oh, I've got to do this, like, oh, you know what? Hey, let's talk about that attitude, right? I think, I think it's a pretty cool opportunity you get to do that. I don't think you should look at it and, oh, I have to do this. But no, you get to. You know, and then that actually goes to another level of I want to, right? Because if you want to get to that point of I want to, you've got to work your way there. So it goes from I have to to now I get to to now I want to. Mm-hmm. What a big, you know, kind yeah, of yeah, the mind, there. the mindset. I, I, the funny thing about it is it, I don't know that it bothers me so much like when I say it but when somebody else says it you know what I mean like I feel like I could justify well I have to because look I'm just stating the fact what's the big deal I have to go do this you know I got to run to the store you know um, or, but it or, has a negative connotation yeah yeah but but I don't that, a lot of that's perception to me like I have to go whatever like I'm not trying to be negative I'm just stating a fact you know what I mean sure you know it, it could be a sense of good to great you know, like you're going from good to great. Yeah, okay, saying I have to is good. No, no, nothing wrong with the TJ. Yeah, yeah but, but the but context like, matters too. Like, you know, telling my wife, hey, I have to go to the store, right? I would be a little uncomfortable saying, hey, I want to go to the store, you know, like, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> right. I mean, there's, you, the context of it matters too. And I think, and it really matters when we're, some of the other ones we're going to get to. I think inclusion is a big one with me. Yeah, you know, I, I think from a coaching perspective, really make a conscious effort to move from I to we, right? Like, we, you know, we have decided, and, and whether that's you and the staff or you as a program, but really trying your best. You know, I, when I listen to interviews with players and, and the I has been replaced with we all throughout the interview, I think something special is going on with that player. I think something special is being built within that program because they've made that word shift from I to we. So you as a coach, how do you do? Do you Is it I, I've decided on this, or, or have you continuously made an effort to 
preach we and try to build that we environment. Yeah, I, I definitely, definitely ones that are inclusive when it comes to the team. I, I'm very sensitive to those ones. And I think because really good teams, they're humble in their approach. And there's a lot of players that will say I with no ill intent. It's just what they're thinking. They haven't understood why it would matter to include... I remember LeBron James and Dwayne Wade doing that early in Miami. I remember their press conferences bothering the crap out of me. When it was like, well, Dwayne didn't do this, and I didn't do this, and da da you know. And I started thinking, like, is there anybody else on the Miami Heat? And now when I listen to LeBron, now, I'll be honest with you, he's cleaned that up a great deal. I don't know who got into him or who talked to him about it, but that first year they were going after a championship, I thought, man, like, is there any other two people on earth besides Dwayne Wade and LeBron James? Just the, their, the way they spoke, you know? And I'm, I'm sure it wasn't intentional, but it definitely, if I was a teammate of theirs, would have felt excluded. So when you start talking about we, I mean, it just builds chemistry. And when you start talking about I, it oftentimes you know, can chip away, even though you're not intentionally doing that. You know, and this episode reminds me, like, of there are no little things, right? Little things have big impact and and this is an example you know a lot of people may listen to this and say oh these are just little things little semantics and all that but they play into it right you know we talked about on a previous episode about like touches teams with touches someone could look at them and say what's the big deal right tj what's the big deal okay so the dallas mavericks when they beat the heat doubled the number of touches how many times they touch you listen little things matter they, they play into the psyche. They play into the overall environment, into the culture of your program. These words do the same. I to we kind of piggyback on that mine to ours, right? That it's a team environment. It's not just my, it's ours, right? Everything is ours and really making a conscious effort to, to hammer that in so everyone knows we're in this together, mm-hmm. right? And your language reflects what you're trying to uh, project. You know, I know one that came up that I, I like. You remember when we had Chad? Um, Warner on the show and he was talking about I think it was uh, Jim Herrick and he, and he was talking about um, you know I'm going to handle Adam yeah. you know and he said you don't handle people you handle animals and that was one that I probably used pretty freely handle and when he stated that you know opinion I thought man that makes a lot of sense it was eye opening to me like how should I handle my players yeah, yeah I mean you, you don't handle your players coach yeah no I like that one I remember that one that, that one definitely got my attention. Here's some more. You know, um, this was actually one from back in the previous, you know, one of our earlier episodes with uh, Pastor Carl Lentz uh, out in New York. I love this one about our schedule. You know, you name anyone in America, they say, how you doing? Oh, I'm busy, right? Everyone's always busy. Oh, my schedule's been so busy. Uh, he shared a powerful one, switching full instead of busy. See, busy, it's your schedule has a hold of you. It is in control of you. But full, it's, yes, it's full, but I placed it. I created it. I laid the pieces in place. I have control of my schedule. It is full because I did that. Busy, it has control of me. Full, I have control of it. Hmm. Simple little worship, but it can have you look at your schedule and go from a perception of, like, I feel overwhelmed a little bit. I'm so busy. To now, my schedule's full. Yeah, no, yeah, I've had a pretty full schedule, right? But like, I've been intentional with it, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I've laid it out that way. Totally cool. I'm handling it fine. I like that one, especially for coaches. It's probably pretty important because a lot of times, I think with coaches, we talked about this on a previous episode too. But the the it's almost like a badge of honor to be busy, right? You know, and at the end of the day, I, I don't know that that's really that what you were striving for. I think what you'd really love to do is find a way to be productive. 
Well, hey, this, uh, I'm interested to hear the other ones that you've got. Mm-hmm. Those are those are really good and uh, makes you makes you think, makes you take pause. But let's take a, a halftime break and get the communication tip of the day from our friends over at Team Snap. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap for today's communication halftime tip. If you talk to most coaches about communication, they'll share that they feel like their team's not communicating well. They'll say their guys or their girls on the court just simply don't communicate. Unfortunately, if you dig a little deeper, you find out that few coaches are actually teaching players what to communicate and how to communicate. They simply just want them to communicate. Well, I think most coaches should know that if we're not teaching the how and the what, we probably won't accomplish what we hope to accomplish. See, this is something PGC has mastered at their summer sessions in teaching players how to communicate. Here's a great starting point for you. On court, just have your players remember to communicate encouragement, reminders, and names. Just simply start there. It'll give your players something to hold on to. Encouragement, reminders, and names as a great place to begin to enhance their on-court communication. Players, coaches, best of luck this week. And thanks to our friends over at Team Snap. Make sure you check out teamsnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app serving over 15 million people across the globe, helping bring everything together from a scheduling perspective and get coaches, parents, and players all on the same page all season long. TJ, continuing on with the word switch. And first off, if you're listening to this and you have some and we don't share it on this, please share it with us on Twitter. We'd love to hear them. Uh, little phrases that you've replaced over the years that you've made a conscious effort to say this instead of that. Kind of reminds me of that book, you know, which is, um, I mean, 10 time bestseller over and over. Eat this, not that. Yeah. You know, it's say this, not that. Mm-hmm. Right? Flip that. It's a term we use often in Lead Em Up. Flip that. All right, that phrase that you just said, that negative at, flip that. Like, Show me how you can flip that upside down and give me a different response. Here's some more for you. This is one that I use quite frequently, and and I find it – I don't like the mundane, monotonous, small talk that is just generic. So, you know, your typical, oh, how was your weekend? Oh, good, good. How was your – oh, good. Like that drives me crazy. Like it it has no value, right? Like it it is completely valueless in my opinion. So I've tried to make a point to – Add value to that. So instead of saying, how was your weekend? I always will say, what was the highlight of your weekend? And it may seem crazy to some, but it always initiates a conversation. Because you simply ask, what was your highlight of your weekend? You can't just say good. right? You can't say good and move on. You've got to actually, oh, hmm, that's a good question. And even if you had a bad weekend, you still have a highlight of the weekend. There's something good that took place. But with your players... All right, if you're looking to make a connection, it's Monday, you know, they had Sunday off or Saturday and Sunday off and you get back in, hey, how you doing? How was your weekend? Oh, good, good, good. Listen, as you're trying to get to know them, whether it's assistant coaches or players, say, hey, so what was the highlight of your weekend? It will initiate a conversation in one of the most easy and organic ways that you've ever done. I, I challenge you to try that. Starbucks barista, you know, they're ringing in your order, swiping the card. Hey, how you doing? Good, good. How was your weekend? Oh, good. What was the highlight of your weekend? Ooh. Well, I went to a concert, you know, and then all of a sudden, then it goes. Yeah. Opens the door. For those of you that haven't been around Adam, he he definitely does that. Even if you're in a hurry to get somewhere, he's likely (laughs) to ask a question that's going to entail a uh, longer answer. But you're very intentional about that um, with people, and I think people appreciate that. Here's another one. As coaches, we often say, hey, great job, great job, great job. How about replacing great job with, I love how, insert the blank. Okay, so TJ, great job today. 
that's cool and all right but tj oh man great job i love how you blank so you know if you think about it from a coaching perspective if you're saying great job there's something that you could elaborate on yeah right and and trying to get into a habit of being more specific so you can put some clarity behind that great job i think is a powerful little uh word switch and tool that you can use as a coach yeah that that one is a one you have to be really really intentional about you know because i think when you're coaching a a team you're thinking about um just getting on to the next thing great job great you but to actually be really intentional to give kind, meaningful, useful, and probably really lasting words to say something. I love how you – players hang on to that. They hear that, and they do hang on to compliments like that. And it's probably one aspect that I really have, have grown in but have the most growth to have is just more sincere, meaningful uh, you know, compliments because I'm always thinking about just driving the cattle forward and, and, and getting us to the place we need to be. That it's not easy, it doesn't come natural for me to pause and say, well, I, I love this. You know, I have to work to say that, as I think a lot of coaches on here would probably have to work to be intentional to say things like that. You know, this is an episode probably our friend Sam Allen would enjoy because he's always finding these little uh, tricks, right, to like use, you know, the word switch here and there. You know, if you ask Sam how he's doing on a particular day, what do you get, TJ? You, you get something pretty good. Yeah, yeah. We usually would get oh great day to be a Bradley. You well, know, yeah, you, you, you get, get that get a lot, that. and you know the one that Sam's actually had an influence on me. You know, you say, "Hey, how you doing, Sam?" And he'll say, "Do you want to know the truth?" Yeah, yeah. And you're like, "Yeah." He's like, "I'm doing amazing, mm-hmm. right?" Like, and and that has had an impact on me because a lot of times I'll just say, oh, "I'm doing good, I'm doing good," but like I'm actually doing really good. I feel good. You know, things are great, right? Like I have no reason to to feel anything different and now i'll actually say that i'm like oh you want to know the truth yeah i'm feeling amazing today's mm-hmm. great 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 day and and that has slowly started kind of penetrating on my mindset to like want to get there each day right you know so little tools you know i think as a coach as we're working on our craft these are little things that when you get around experienced coaches or coaches that are at the top of their game They've got a lot of these little word switches that they've incorporated into their language and into their vocabulary, and it's part of what captivates you to them, right? Yeah. It's part of what like makes you perk up when they talk because they figured out how to spin things in a positive way and use appropriate language. I think as a coach, as we're trying to improve, this is an area that may get often overlooked, but as a communicator, I, th- I think we need to spend time on this stuff. Find these little secrets, uncover them, and allow them to help you grow as a coach. Yeah, you know one that's really simple and subtle that we probably just skimmed right over is replacing whatever phrase it is you use with an actual name. I think people actually love hearing their names when you're in practice and Adam, great defense, rather than just great defense. You know, hey, good job, guys. Hey, Adam, Sam, great job. Like, I, I think it's really meaningful when they hear their names. Um, because First of all, one, it gets their attention. Two, they, they feel more praised because you didn't throw it out to the crowd. So I don't know, I don't know if that's a word switch, but a word insert, you know, yeah. making sure that names get inserted every time. And the best of the best are great at names. I, I really do believe that. I, I feel like the people that I look up to as mentors, you know, public speaking space and different things, like, Names, like, they understand the value and the power of names. Mm-hmm. You know, think about, like, Steve Shenbaum, the owner, owner of Game On Nation. Incredible with names, right? Like, he wants to get everybody's name when he does something. Like, because he wants to be able to address them by the name. I feel like Mono's really good at that, yeah, too. Like, Mono is. wants to know the name so he can address them by name, not just say, hey, you know, how you doing? 
So a lot of, lot of helpful tools, I hope. Uh, we'd love to hear more. Follow us on Twitter at Hardwood underscore Hustle. We'll certainly share any of the word switches that any coaches have or some of your favorites. We'd love to have them. Uh, I'd love to kind of incorporate them, maybe even share them in a future episode. So send us a tweet at Hardwood underscore Hustle. But coaches, always remember your words matter, and chances are they matter more than you even know. So be intentional with it, and hopefully this uh, episode helped build some momentum with you in that area. Listen, I'm Adam. He's TJ. Together we are the Hardwood Hustle. Till next time, we're out.